welcome to episode 4 of The Bonnie Project. This week I would like to discuss social anxiety or my type of anxiety that I get anyway. I get anxiety over really silly little things. There are things that people don't even think about probably, but I seem to work myself up into a state and it's stupid. I just hope that there are some listeners out there that can relate to at least one of my topics I'm going to talk about because that would just make me feel so much better. It made me feel a little bit normal, actually. I don't know if it is proper anxiety, but I do get super stressed, very tense, and I get the heart palpitations. So it's not very good if I was talking to a doctor about this kind of thing. So I'm going to start by talking about meeting new people. I think most people would feel the same way. Some may not because they enjoy it. I, however, don't. Now everyone that knows me knows that I am quite out there and loud and fun and all of that but there is a side to me that can be super shy and I know half of you won't believe me. I don't even like answering the door at my house when there's a courier driver come to drop off a package or having tradies come over. It's super awkward for me and I really don't like answering the door. I just want it to be done. I don't like being put in a situation where I feel so uncomfortable where I shut down and I don't actually talk, it's really awful. I've been at a party before, and even though the people have been super nice and accommodating, I've just sat by myself not wanting to interact, and I just want to go home when I feel like this, and sometimes you can't go home because your driver's not ready to go, or, you know, it's just, and you don't want to be rude because you've only been there for not long, but it's just a really shitty feeling, and I just don't enjoy it. So I can honestly feel if there is a genuinely shy person if you're a genuinely shy person then you can relate because they must feel like that every day of their lives and I just feel so bad for them like as soon as you get home from a situation like that the whole weight you've been carrying around just lifts off your shoulders and you're back in your comfort zone again and it's just the best so continuing on from meeting people I joined uh, I joined a boot camp earlier this year And that was a huge step for me. My New Year's resolution was to break boundaries. Well, that's what I called it this year. And I've actually stuck to it for once. So I'm super stoked about that. Now, I did have a personal trainer for the most part of last year who I will give a quick shout out to. Her name is Hayley Becker. You can find her on Facebook at Hailstorm Fitness. So give her page a like. She is amazing and she's really supportive. Anyway, she asked me if I would like to join her boot camp, and I said, absolutely not, I don't do group workouts, I'm really shit, I'm really slow, I don't want to be the slow guy, and I have all these insecurities, and blah blah, and blah blah. So I couldn't actually think of anything worse, and she said, okay, that's cool. So she asked me again at the end of last year, and I actually thought, you know what, fuck it, it can't be that bad, and if I don't like it, I can just go back to the one-on-one sessions. So after I asked her 101 questions about it, I did end up joining and I coaxed my friend into coming with me as well. Thank goodness she said yes. (laughs) It's just that initial first session, once I went there and met everyone, I honestly knew it was nowhere near as bad as I thought. I have this thing where I think of the worst case scenario. I mean, what could possibly be bad about that? I'm just over the top and I'm just really silly. So... Everyone was super, super nice, and everyone's very supportive, and it's just great. And now I'm, and now I'm in my third term, and I can't believe how I reacted before I started. Now I don't know if most people get that feeling when they're doing something, 
and they don't know what to expect of it but I'm glad I broke that boundary and I really look forward to getting up for it each day but the one part I don't like is the fitness tests that we do in the first and last week of every term they're just to see how much you've improved over the 10 weeks which is cool but the night before I'm an absolute mess I can't sleep well I do sleep but it's a very stressed heart palpitation sleep which I know is very over the top, but I'm not exaggerating. I just get so fucking nervous because I don't know what to expect. So when my alarm goes off, I always consider staying in bed, but I never do. And no, because no one's forcing me to go, but I just like to do it for myself because it's 45 minutes out of my day and I can just get over myself. And I know I can do it. And once I've done it, I feel awesome. So the meeting people topic is done. So we'll move on from that one. And I'd like to talk about my anxiety going to the movies. Most people are probably thinking, you get anxiety in going to the movies. Yeah, so I'll just tell you a little bit about that. I absolutely love movies, especially horror, as you guys know from my other episodes. The last movie I went to was The Conjuring 2, which I did that review on. And I was so excited about it. But then at the same time, I don't get excited because I know that because it is a popular movie, the cinema is going to be packed to the brim, and I cannot cope with that. I mean, not everyone likes a packed cinema anyway, but my issue is, I think, oh, I really want to go when it first comes out, but I can't because I know that it's going to be really busy. For example, we were going to go on the Saturday night at 8.30pm, and that's prime time, and it had been released on Thursday, so I thought, oh, Hopefully heaps of people are at parties and we're just being nannas and going on a Saturday night. Well, did I guess wrong? So we actually got to the desk and it had been sold out. So I was slightly relieved because one, I wouldn't get nightmares. And two, I didn't have to sit in a packed cinema. So we bought tickets for the next day at 12.30. Um, so we went there and I have to make sure I leave an hour earlier Then the movie starts so I can get my tickets and snacks and wait at the front of the line by the usher who does the tickets so that when he rips them in two, I can power walk like Ken and Kath to get a back row seat. I get so stressed when there isn't a back row seat or the one just before that. I don't want to sit anywhere else. And of course, that particular movie was packed with teenagers. I fucking hate how they laugh at the scary parts or yell out really loudly and try and be cool and I sit there and want to scream shut the fuck up seriously I do speak up sometimes but to avoid embarrassing whoever I'm with I bite my tongue half the time so I don't usually go to a movie unless it's been out for more than a week because then the hype would have hopefully died down and if I miss it then I just watch it in the comfort of my own home and then I don't have to worry about any stress I also do get stressed about allocated seating because what if someone's going to be in my seat? I honestly wind myself up for this. I don't want a confrontation. Some people enjoy them. I, however, don't. I've had instances where people have been in my seat and I've said nicely that they're in it and I get a, so. What the fuck you jumped up, little prick? What gives you the right to think you can sit where the fuck you like? It's honestly just the rudest thing and I just don't deal with rude people very well. I don't want to start a brawl at the movies and embarrass myself or the person I'm with. Just move. Ugh, rent over. Seriously. Moving on from the movies. I'm probably the only person that actually gets anxiety with this particular thing. 
Uh, I would call it drive-through anxiety. Now, obviously, I was just talking about exercising a couple of topics ago. So you're probably thinking, oh my god, fatty again's talking about food. So I love a cheat meal. Well, I actually love more than one cheat meal. I'm not going to lie. I'm naughty and I eat well during the week. But when it hits the weekend, I want to get me some of that KFC goodness. Now, I know not everyone likes it, but that is my choice for favorite fast food, okay? So every time I go there, it takes about eight minutes drive from my house, and then I wait around 45 minutes in the drive-thru. Now, you're probably thinking, why don't you just go in and save yourself some time? It's faster, and it probably is, but I don't like getting out of the car because one, I'm lazy, and two, I'm usually dressed like a hobo in Ugg boots, PJ pants, and a hoodie, and don't want to be seen in public because I actually care what I look like, okay? Anywho, I get to the order window, order the meals I need to get, make sure they repeat it back because I'm a psycho, and they're good. And it's always correct, and if it's not, I'll fix it up. Then moving on to the pickup window. Well, now that's a different story. So I usually have to check every fucking time because they miss something. Seriously, every time. I wish I could just drive off when they pass me the bag, get home and enjoy my meal without having an ounce of stress. But I've lost all faith in humanity when it comes to fast food joints. Now lately, they've been really stingy and they've stopped using boxes for the meals. They put everything into separate packets. For example, I get a large two-piece quarter pack. That is my go-to. It's my absolute favourite. So you get three different packages for my meal. So in one paper bag, there are two bits of chicken, chips in another paper bag, and the potato and the gravy with a bun in a box on its own. So you're having to check in these three things if one meal is all there. And then to add stress, if I'm getting more than one meal, try checking that at the window without holding up the line. It's honestly not a good time. And uh, how hard is it to put fucking spoons and serviettes into the bag? What if I was going on a road trip and need to eat on the go? Am I expected to eat my potato and gravy with my fucking fingers? No, that is disgusting and I am not about that life. When they do forget stuff, when you get home and you ring up, they want to put your name in the book for next time. I don't want it next time. I want it now. Seriously, I don't want your fucking chicken next week. Seriously, it's so annoying. I just get really pissed off. And then that would mean another eight minutes drive to go and pick it up. And that's just not worth the hassle. So anyway... I just don't understand how hard it is to do your fucking job. All you have to do is check the screen, and if you work there, you should know how many chicken pieces go in one meal or whatever. I'm sorry, but it's not rocket science, and I'm not knocking people for working at food places. I commend you for having a job. I really do. I don't give a shit if you clean toilets for a living, but do the fucking best job you can, because it gives people like me massive anxiety, and I get in a right mood, and I just can't cope with it. So same thing with Maccas, I always order an extra sauce for my chips, like with my nuggets. So that costs, what, 50 cents or something, and it's not even about the money, but it's the principle that you've paid for something and they didn't give it to you because they just couldn't be bothered. So I look in the bag and there's only one sauce. Excuse me, could I please have another sauce? Uh, you already got it? Um, Do not give me an attitude, Missy. I actually paid for an extra one, so if you don't mind... Put the fucking sauce in the bag. Seriously, why do they have such an attitude? 
I've seen that meme that says it's not coming out of your pocket, so give me 10, or something like that. Honestly, I can't deal with the attitude of some of these people. If you hate your job that much, get a new one, or if you can't get a new one, then put a smile on your face for the 8 hours or less that you're there. It's not that hard. So, to the fast food workers out there, please slow down, double check, triple check that my order, yes, my order is correct because I'm sick of it and I don't like stressing out the whole drive there when I've been in a perfectly good mood all day because I don't need that kind of stress and you're probably thinking, well, easy Bonnie, don't go there again, mate, it's my favourite and when you crave it and the food is always good and you finally get home and it's really awesome, I just want it, okay? So just, if anyone's got any tips for me on how to not be stressed over stupid things, especially something like that, then I would love to hear them. I do try and do the deep breathing thing on the way there, and I talk myself into just staying calm, but it honestly doesn't work, but I do try. So we'll move on from that, because it just gets me into a tizzy. So these are all kind of relating because the next one is body image. <laughs> obviously, I was just talking about KFC. So I obviously don't have the dream body. So now I know most women, not all, I would say a lot though. Well, I know a few people that are not entirely happy with their bodies or some part of it, whether it be their thighs, stomach, bum, boobs, or face. And if you are happy with your body, then that's friggin' awesome. I wish I could be, but unfortunately, I'm not. I look better than I did, but you know... If I did want a hot body, I could eat chicken and broccoli every day, being miserable for the rest of my life. But where's the fun in that? So the issue I have is getting naked in front of strangers. Being naked and afraid. Now most of us don't get naked in front of strangers very often, and if you do, good power to you. When you get a spray tan, you have to get naked in front of a stranger, and it is the most uncomfortable feeling so I feel I have to justify my shit body to the person tanning me. Oh, excuse my cellulite, don't look at it. Excuse my jiggly ass, don't look here, don't look there. Oh, I had a really big lunch today, so excuse my pot belly. The list goes on. But they don't give a shit. They see all sorts of body types every day, and it's their job. And I know they don't care, but when you are insecure about yourself, it is hard. So ladies, I know you can feel me on this one, and if you can't, I hate you. I don't actually hate you, but you know what I mean. If you're a size 6 or a size 26, all sizes have things they would change about themselves, and if you don't, then again, awesome. So give me some of that confidence, please. So just talking about being naked around strangers, I'm just going to share a... It's, it's amusing now, and some of you would have heard it, but I'll be sharing it again. So a couple of years ago... Um, I went to Rotorua with my partner for a mini getaway and if you haven't been to Rotorua it's in the North Island of New Zealand and it's super touristy and they have the luge, museums, mud pools and lots of really cool things to do. If you do go there I will warn you it does smell like rotten eggs and farts and I am not exaggerating but you do get used to it after 10 minutes or so. Anyway I was recommended by a friend and my cousin to get an aches massage and I'd never heard of this type of massage before. And they said it's the best, they're amazing, etc, etc. It's spelled A-I-X and it's French. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I'm not 100% sure. So I'll just say Aix massage. Anyway, 
My cousin suggested I go to Kiwi Health on the lake to get it done because it's much cheaper than Polynesian Spa. Now, Polynesian Spa is very cool and they have nice private hot pools on the lake there and a number of treatments on offer, but they are very expensive. And I'm not tight, but we had already spent more than enough that weekend, so I thought I would give Kiwi Health a go instead of spending $180 or whatever it was on a massage, okay? So I go there on the day we are leaving in the morning, and I had booked in an Aches massage and a facial. So I went in, paid for both things, and waited in the waiting room. A lady comes out and asks me if I've had an Aches massage before. I said no, and she said, well, I'll show you where we're going to be and what's involved. Now, I'll just describe my surroundings for you so you get the feel. The floor was a dark red old lino, and this place used to be an old hospital, and it's really old and creepy. And I could hear running water as we approached the room where I was going to be. And there was a bed and it had towels on it. And the towels were absolutely sopping wet. And there were shower heads, but there were eight of them. So one pipe down the middle with four on each side. And they were raining down on these towels. Keep in mind my surroundings. The red lino continued into this room. There were open pipes on the ceiling. It was really not pleasing to the eye and looking like an old mental hospital, not a health spa. And she said, okay, so you'll just have to take your clothes off. And I was like, whoa, 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 sorry. And she repeated herself. And then you get up on the bed, and I stopped her, and I said, no, I'm not getting naked, no way. And she said, well, you have to, otherwise you'll get wet. And I said, um, can I leave my jeans on? She looked at me like, are you fucking joking? And I said, no, I'm not getting on there, you can just do my back. And she's like, no, they'll still get wet. And I said, well, I don't care not thinking that I had a three-hour drive home with soaking jeans on, but I wanted I would rather have chosen this option than get fucking naked. But I'd rather do that than you see my ass lady because I'm not having that. I said, I don't want it now. I got all nervous, and when I'm about to cry, I get that lump in my throat, and I, and I said, and she said, you've already paid, and I said, I don't care. You can keep my money. I'll just get the facial. I really want to go. I felt so uncomfortable. So anyway, she did convince me to stay, and I went in the cubicle to get changed, the whole time praying that this would be over soon. Keep in mind, it was a 30-minute massage, so 30 minutes is a long time. I get into the provided robe, and I have a towel, and she told me to give her a shout when I was decent, well, as decent as I was going to be. So I got on the table, placed the towel over my buttock area, so that was covered, and I told her I was ready. So the lady came in and she also had a robe on to which she started to remove. And I'm thinking, bitch, if you're going to fucking be naked under there, I am out of here. I am good. I'm gone. So she had a bathing suit underneath, thank goodness, and rightly so because she was going under the shower heads too. I'm just glad she wasn't bloody naked. So she places the towel. Yeah, well, she gets the towel and she places it in a way that one would place a sumo nappy. So I have a towel in between the crack of my ass. Yes, if you've got a really nice visual, I apologize, but I just wanted to give you the full experience of what I had to go through. So she starts massaging my bum, and I'm thinking, I've never had this before, and I'm really uncomfortable, so I had to unclench, you know. She's probably seen worse bodies than mine, but I just didn't want to deal, and then she starts on my legs. Now, I've only ever had a shoulder-slash-back massage before. Never had anything below the back, so this was a very different experience for me, 
and it's not one I wish to repeat. I didn't actually relax until 10 minutes before it was finished, which was a shame because I wish I had just enjoyed it instead of worrying about my body the whole time. So when she had finished, she asked me how it was and I said it was fine, but I would never get it again. Now in saying that, if I did get one again, or if you guys want to have one, want to experience that, I would pay the extra money and I would go to Polynesian Spa. Because if I were to imagine correctly, they would have some type of thing to cover you with with on the parts that they're not working on at that specific time. I would really hope so anyway. So please do not make my mistake and go to QE Health and get a treatment. Save up and treat yourself. Now keep in mind, I had to get a facial after this pervert of a massage. And after this ordeal, I really just wanted to get the fuck out of there and go home. So I went into the facial room and it looked like a science lab. And I just can't explain it. I wish that you guys could see this place. It's probably not as bad as I'm making out. But I don't think anyone would be too impressed to go there, to be honest. Now, when you're going to a spa, you expect serene, modern, relaxing surroundings. And this was actually a nightmare. I was probably in a mood after the massage. So when you go for a facial, I'm usually quite excited and relaxed. But I just didn't even feel like it after that. So it just kind of ruined the whole buzz for me. So the rest of the hospital is shut down and has been for years. But they should really pull it down because it's fucking creepy. But anyway, the rent's over. I don't want to, I'll just move on. Now, this last one's probably pathetic and most people just get really angry. But I just wanted to talk about finding a car park. Now, I'll keep this one short, but I just wanted to say how anxious I get when I'm going somewhere. Like, for example, my hairdresser's in town in Napier and you have to pay for parking. It's fine paying for parking but I don't want to get out of the chair every hour and put money in the meter. So, and it's really busy over there on a Saturday or something. So if I don't get a, if I do get a Saturday appointment, I have to leave super, super early and then try and find a park. And I just really don't like that stress. I'm fine once I get out of the car and I've found a park, but driving around constantly looking for one, it's just not worth it. So that's fine. But even if I have a lunch date or a dinner or something, um, I really don't like being late. So if I am late, which is extremely rare, it's usually because I'm waiting on someone else because I am literally never late. So if I am running late trying to find a car park, I will ring whoever and I'll just tell them that I'm waiting to get one. Now, what was I going to say? I can't actually remember. I'm just, yeah, I'm just glad I don't live in a big city where parking is an issue because when I am in a city and I need to find a park, it's extremely stressful because ideally you want to find a park reasonably close to where you're going and if it's a parallel park, I will go straight past it and I've usually got friends yelling at me, there's a park there, there's a park there and I'm like, do you want to fucking drive? I can't park in those. I can if there's no traffic around and I just have to take my time. But when you're in a busy spot and there's cars zooming around you and you're trying to reverse into it, honestly, it's not fun. If any more that really make me this wound up, but if you can think of any yourself or if you have any topic suggestions you would like me to discuss in the next podcast or would like to share a scary encounter, you can remain anonymous. I would love to hear from you. So please email me at thebonnieproject 0 at gmail.com. That's thebonnieproject00 at gmail.com.
Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast in iTunes and give it a like on SoundCloud if you're on Android. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Thank you.